Tom Morrison here, RF Financial, back with another episode of Real Talk with Tom, where we go through particular client case studies where we're getting some wins in credit policy. This week's case study is for a first-home buyer. Um, she's in a relationship with a de facto partner, and they keep their finances separate. Um, she was buying a property and was just going to be in her name. And why that's important to note is because when you are, obviously, you, when you file tax returns and you have to declare if you have a de facto a partner and de facto general rules, my understanding is about two years of living together is when you become effectively de facto. Um, definitely check with an accountant or solicitor to confirm what applies in your situation. However, um, in this particular case, she was in a de facto relationship um, and you must disclose that, um, that fact to the bank. And what happens when um, you mark yourself as being in a relationship, married or de facto, um, the bank will determine your minimum household living expenses to be higher than if you were declaring yourself a single. The banks basically will work out what your income is, they'll work out your postcode, if you've got kids, what your relationship status is, a whole bunch of other different factors. And they reference some data from the University of Melbourne and also some census data. And they basically create a living expense floor and they say, you should be spending this at a minimum. Obviously, this is higher for a couple in a household as it is for a single person. And as a result, this applicant's borrowing capacity was being significantly hampered because the bank was using a minimum living expense for a couple, whereas obviously she only incurs her own living expenses because they keep their finances separate and her de facto partner who had income had you know their own living expenses as well. Um, so what we did is we negotiated with the banks. We showed evidence of the partner's income um, and uh, evidence that the partner was self-sufficient, i.e. covered their own liabilities, covered their own living expenses, et cetera. Um, and the bank allowed us to rest on the lower minimum living expense. In fact, the applicant had declared living expenses that were slightly higher than that anyways. Um, it was simply the much higher um, minimum living expense for a couple that was hampering this applicant's borrowing capacity. It was great. She was able to purchase the property uh, and um, she was able to, and obviously she's a first home buyer, so she didn't end up paying any stamp duty and there's a whole bunch of other benefits she received as well. This is the main point for this particular case study is that um, if you are, if you do keep your finances separate, which is normal, or you're applying um, on your own, you've got a brother or a sister and you've bought a property together and you don't want that liability to be included in your application, there's a bunch of different policies that can deal with these types of situations. Um, and this is just one of them. So that's this week's case study and look forward to you speaking with you on the next one. Thanks guys.